Episode 181, The Reward of Developing People. This is Lindsay and Kathy of Kindergarten Kiosk, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And now the learning begins in... Three, two, one. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling... Empowered. Hey, hey, Elite Educators. It's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thanks again for tuning in another week. We've learned another lesson. I am so thankful you continue to turn to me, learn from my mistakes, learn along with me, and just have a good time doing it because. I really think podcasts are a great professional development tool. I have met a lot of amazing educators who inspire me, learned tons of new tips, tricks, and strategies for in the classroom. And so I hope you have too, and I'm honored that you think this show is valuable enough to you to choose each and every week. Speaking of another lesson, another week, I want to talk to you today about how our jobs as educators have more to do with developing people than teaching content. And we have talked about this notion before, but it continues to come up because we get so muddled down in the day-to-day stresses that keep our eyes on teaching content lessons instead of providing those life lessons that develop tiny humans into greater people. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. I always love to share with you the rationale for the ideas behind each episode, a little behind the scenes sneak peek. So I had a Facebook image pop up on my timeline from years ago. In fact, in March of 2013. (laughs) Crazy, right? I've been uh, at this helping teachers thing for a while now, but this image is similar to the analogy of teaching someone how to fish instead of just giving them a fish. And uh, lots of teachers have started resharing it. And I, you know, have totally forgotten about this image. And I reread it, you know, with a new set of eyes and thought, wow, that is really powerful and really meaningful. I want to share this with people. What a great idea for a podcast. So here we are. This is what the image said. Give me a sticker and I will do my very best for a few minutes. Give me a warm smile and I will do my very best for a little while. Give me encouragement and I will do my very best for a long while. Give me the experiences that help me believe in myself and I will do my very best forever. What I love about this image is it brings up some fundamental teaching skills that I think are super important in upping your game in the classroom. First, it reminds me about classroom management when it talks about, you know, the rewards of a sticker and how that type of influence runs out rather quickly. Well, a few minutes specifically, at least, you know, according to this message. And then it reminds me about relationships because it talks about that warm smile and encouragement which alone is going to motivate students for a while. 
but it's the art of lesson design and student engagement. I keep harping on those things because they're so important. I know they're not the fun things to do, well, at least not the lesson design part, but that's the way you ensure you provide the experience that lasts the lifetime. So most importantly, the realization of hard work and perseverance that teaches kids to believe in themselves come from you being able to create those experiences. There comes a time where students have outgrown the sticker and outgrown the smile and the encouragement of the teacher. They don't need to be provided those training wheels anymore because through those things, you've developed a foundation for them to stand on so that they can rely on themselves. It's just such a powerful notion. So I want us to sit on that for a minute. You can't just go right into clipping their wings and cheering them on to do their best. You have to start with the small, tangible tactics, whether it's stickers or something else, because that's what starts the interaction between the teacher and the student, and that paves the way for what's going to come next. The small, tangible reminder is what tells students, I see you, you're doing a great job, continue working hard. And eventually they're going to need something more to light the fire under them. And that's when you hit them with your sincere, personalized demeanor. And it could be a fist bump, high five, smile, hug, whatever. Those things say, I support you. I'm proud of you. Keep showing up and working hard. Then students grow out of needing those things. They desire more from us educators. And when they get into the thick of learning and it's hard and they want to give up, they want to be able to turn to us and get the pick-me-up that they need. And it's not going to be the sticker or the smile, but maybe this time it's us cheering them on. They want to hear, you got this, you know, think about what you've learned. Or every time you get stuck, you slow down and reverse and you always figure it out. You know, those types of encouraging words remind students they have been at these crossroads before and not only are you always there next to them to help them through, but they have always come through a winner. You know, students are desiring that cheerleader in words and in actions, but there comes a time where you can't follow alongside them anymore. They need to be able to perform without a coach or a cheerleader. And I'm thinking immediately of end of grade testing. That's where they dig down deep and they say to themselves, you've got this, you've done it before, you'll do it again, take a breath, step back, attack again. You know, all those encouraging words that you've delivered to them time and time again, they are now saying to themselves. They are seeing this highlight reel in their head of all the past roadblocks and obstacles, and they're remembering the feeling of being able to hurdle over them without the help of anyone but their inner dialogue and their muscle memory. For students to get to that point, though, teachers have to do their best in passing the baton so that students learn how to do this in slow, steady ways. We have to design learning experiences where it's appropriately challenging so that students feel that resistance, but it's not too much to overcome. I kind of think of it as a treadmill that is slowly increasing to an inclined position. You know, as students experience challenging opportunities in their learning, they develop strategies to not only attack similar problems in the future, but their confidence gets this makeover. They learn what they're made of and how they're smart enough to think it through and strong enough to make it through. They have to continuously experience those emotions so that the message of I can do this makes it into the deep recesses of their brains. It can't be 
one lesson you teach or one time you encourage or one reward you give. It has to be a continuous process that develops in intricacy over time. Start small, implement on a consistent basis, build up momentum, add in layers, expand, expand, expand. And before you know it, you're letting go and watching them fly. It is the best benefit of being a teacher. We are developing people. And in doing so, we give a gift out into the world that makes it a better place. And that is the reward for teachers. It doesn't come until years later. And sometimes we might never know the true magnitude of our touch, but trust if you have done your part to develop a child so that they can take on the world with confidence and perseverance, their talent will shine through giving back to the community in a way only they truly can. It's the pay it forward notion, but the dominoes cannot go into motion until you have a plan in place for how to stop teaching content lessons and think bigger into developing people. So let's talk practicality and logistics, because that's the part that turns this podcast from something just fun and empowering to something that's truly developing your teaching craft. So step one, you need to decide what rewards or incentives are you going to provide to students that begins that relationship of encouragement. Remember, the image was talking about stickers, but think about what your students would like from you that's inexpensive and honestly inobtrusive. We don't want it to be taking up a lot of room or a lot of time. Step number two, you need to reflect on your own persona and demeanor. What are you able to alter so that you can come across more encouraging, but most importantly, genuine? And the image was talking about that smile. Step three, you need to brainstorm ideas for encouragement so that students working hard and working well together can be rewarded and reminded that, hey, that scholarly behavior is what is going to get us to the next level and beyond. So maybe it's a chant or a dance, or a hand signal, or a phrase, or a piece of paper you slip to them. Just think about what feels natural to you and what students would connect to. So each one of these is getting a little bit harder as you think through the tangible sticker, or the demeanor and smile, or these words of encouragement and affirmation. Step four this is the big kahuna. You have to start designing experiences. Not something that's going to happen immediately in a five-minute brainstorming session. It's going to take some time and some digging deep. If you are just starting to learn how to plan effective lessons, then put this on the back burner for another day, maybe even another year. But for those of you who have the lesson planning process down, this step is for you. You're about to stretch your own capabilities, and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it is what is best for everyone. You are going to grow, and so will your students. Think about how can you convey content in a way that challenges students to think and perform in new ways? How can you place students in situations where they are face-to-face with obstacles, where they have to rely on themselves and no one else? What can you implement on a daily basis that will make students mature and grow in confidence? Here's the deal. You know your students. You know your content. So you are the only one who can answer these questions and be able to design appropriate, meaningful, challenging learning opportunities. And it doesn't have to be an an elaborate project. It could be solving one math problem. 
that utilizes the past skills, but in a new way. You know, that slight challenge is what makes that treadmill elevate one notch. And when you continue to up the challenge little by little, students don't realize the path is getting higher and harder. They just feel that same small tug of resistance. But when they look back, they're going to see how far they've climbed. But in the moment, you know, that progress is slow and steady. And I realize this is uncomfortable and it's new for you. And so take that time necessary to really think it through. Ask your colleagues for ideas. Talk to your family and friends. Get to know your students on a deeper level. I don't expect you to execute this perfectly the first time. But as your students continue to show up and try, so will you. And in time, you're going to develop the perfect recipe for a challenging, engaging lesson that de- develops students into the people that they were meant to be. You'll finally say goodbye to teaching like a robot out of a textbook with your nose in the content, and you'll have your eye on the horizon, pointing students in the right direction of this self-improvement, all while learning the content. It's just a delicate balance, and it's an intricate dance, but now that you know better, you will do better. Remember, you're not alone in this. There's lots of educators out there challenging themselves to do this very thing. So reach out to people you admire on social media, engage in conversations within your school building or even in your district. You are slowly going to build your own tribe of support that will be there whispering words of encouragement to you as you grow and stretch yourself. This is exactly why I started to design EduSwag. One, I knew teachers loved to be comfortable when teaching, and they had the opportunity to dress down weekly at most school sites, at least. Uh, So when I decided to design shirts, I didn't just want something cutesy or or catchy. Uh, I wanted an empowering message. And my favorite tee that I wear religiously is the Relationships Matter shirt. Administrators are buying it for their staff and teachers are buying it for their student teachers and mentees. The message is a reminder that what we do as teachers is build relationships first so that we can develop people second. We do that through the content lessons, but it's not our goal to just teach content. Teachers who are great at getting through to students are loving my tiny human whisper t-shirt because they're able to speak right to students in a way that makes sense and helps them rise to their potential. So I'll continue to add swag that serves as reminders about the important job we have as educators. My promise is to you that you'll be comfortable and empowered while you're doing your best work. I'll put the link for all things swag in the show notes because there's plenty more shirts for you to choose from at this point in time. Or you can just go to alwayslesson.com and just click on the word shop. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on the reward of developing people. Remember, we pay it forward by giving students the learning experiences that help them believe in themselves so that they will do their very best forever. We are giving them the skills to be successful, not just today in our classroom, but every day, everywhere they go. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. (laughs)